Welcome back to the MetaMinds Podcast, where we help you master your mindset. My name is Eamon, and I run a video production business. And my name is Dan, and I'm a fully qualified counsellor. So in today's episode, we just spoke with Josh from Blokopedia, and uh, basically he runs an online learning plat- platform, and he has uh, some, some events uh, in a couple of different states in Australia, uh, helping men with their mental health. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and we learned his story about how it evolved into what it is. Um, yeah, some insights into men's mental health. Uh, what else, Dan? And basically, the whole concept is having conversations that matter. So it doesn't just have to necessarily be about mental health. It can be fatherhood or it could be, you know, work-life balance or w- whatever it may be. But they're very open to men having conversations that matter. And I think that's, like we mentioned in the podcast, something that's really important and there's not enough of it right now for men. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, it's not just uh, restricted to men as well, which, uh, which I mm. learned, which is really positive that he puts it, puts it you know, it's, uh, it's important to... To offer it to really everyone, isn't to it? To everyone, yeah. You know, it's, it's not just about men. It's, it's, you know, because men have relationships with women and that kind of thing. So it's literally, literally for everybody. So don't click off if you're a girl. Uh, listen no. to it because you might, you might know a male in your life that potentially needs a bit of help. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the MetaMinds podcast. If you haven't uh, already signed up to Audible, you can check out our Audible affiliate link in the in the description below and get a free audiobook on us. So yeah, enjoy the episode. So Josh, here, here we are. Tell us a little bit about Blokeopedia and, and how you kind of got, got started with it. Yeah, so I um, started Blokeopedia about, gosh, three years ago. Um, and it originally started uh, with a friend of mine who's a blogger and we were talking about the uh, amount of resources available to to women, you know, to discuss things, you know, and they women tend to discuss all sorts of things, which is fantastic. And uh, I'm saying there's really nothing out there for guys to have discussions around things that are beyond football or cars or whatever. So this idea for Blokepedia came about to kind of talk about all bloke stuff. Um, and what evolved from there, I started blogging um, and, and writing, you know, sharing stories and stuff and getting stories from other people as well. Um, and then from there, it kind of evolved. And what I noticed that the audience or community were really engaging with were discussions or blogs around and stories around our mental health and our lifestyle and our relationships as well. So the other kind of stuff that I had um, as part of the blog kind of... we through to the side and focused on on this content um, and from there it's really just kind of evolved to where it is today which is really quite exciting it's been a good journey to be on mm. yeah nice yeah. it's uh yeah definitely a very relevant topic now i think and especially coming into 2020 i think you know we ch- just chatted about it with our last guest as well that it's like you know it's i almost feel nervous to say it, and this is what's wrong is that it's like men are like suppressed now you know and it's like like you know the idea is that everyone else is suppressed and men are in a good position, but it's like, because the, that is the idea, it's now kind of flipped so that men are actually in more disadvantaged positions than ever. So it's like less easy to talk about just cars and whatever it is. So mm. it's like, it's more important than ever to have these conversations, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, gender equality and, and that, and it's just past uh, International Women's Day, which is great. I think the work that women have done and society have done to, you know, that there is a need for that and it is much needed. I think it's important that if we are to work towards gender equality, um, that it is a conversation that everyone has, you know, and the same when it comes to men's health, you know, I think it's really important that women get involved in discussion around um, how men are and, you know, how they are at, 
expressing their emotions and feelings. So it does, if you're going to have conversations around these things, it needs to involve everyone. Parties, yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Definitely. That's something really important to me is in having Blokopedia that I don't want to be, have it to be an exclusive forum or platform for men um, because so often when we are going through struggles or you know, having difficult times that it will often be the, the women in our lives that um, that we might turn to as opposed to, to our friends. So it's um, important for me with Blackpedia that we do have, you know, everyone involved in that discussion and get women involved at, at the events and mm. workshops and stuff that we run, yeah. Yeah, and one thing that I find interesting about this discussion as well is that um, it is kind of, it's conditioned into a lot of men that you have to have a tough upper lip. You don't talk about your emotions, you have to hold it together and there is kind of that, that stereotype that I guess, well, it is kind of a real thing as well that men mm. should not talk about their emotions. That's more of a female thing, right? Yeah. But as I'm sure you know from the research and as I've seen as well, like when you hold something in for an extended period of time, that can then cause trauma in you and how you actually re like relate to the world, your family, your workplace, whatever it may be. Mm. So have you had through this process a lot of kind of hit back from people that you've worked with when it comes to this, this topic? Because it can be quite a taboo topic to talk about emotions being a man. It is, and, and one of the reasons I started Blokopedia, one of the first stories that I shared was my own, uh, my own experience in, in bottling emotions and the impact that that had on, on my life as a, as a young fellow growing up into manhood and, you know, um, having relationships and that and how that impacted me. So there is, you know, there, there, there's going to be guys, there's going to be girls out there that still see men as weak who show their emotions or, or who are vulnerable but you know there's there's research to prove it that there is you know uh, a lot of benefits to your mental health and to your relationships and your social connection from actually taking the lid off those bottles every now and again and mm. and sharing with someone you know you don't have to um, you know be a blubbering mess all the time but it's really important to actually to open it up I think there's a lot of strength in vulnerability um, it's the first time you do it, it's going to be really hard. But I think if if you're given permission, or you know, if you create a space where where men feel comfortable to to have a discussion and to talk about how they're feeling, um, you know, that's going to have knock-on effects for everyone, really. Mm, definitely, yeah. And and also the thing that's interesting about that, I guess, is for you, like you mentioned before, that you have a kind of workshops where you will go and, and I'm guessing talk talk with men about their position mm. and where, they're, where they are and maybe what they want to work through and regardless of gender like we all have emotional needs yeah yeah so um, is, is it quite common for you to have people come in where it's their first time expressing a lot of these emotions yeah I guess like to, to frame what the workshops are they're probably a little bit different to your um, to your yeah, what do you call it like your men's groups or something okay. it's very much about providing guys um, or participants, the tools and skills to, to navigate life's challenges. Um, so that's why I've got a psychologist um, who works with me and part of Blokepedia, Dr. Clive Williams. So he's got a framework for change, which you'd probably be familiar with. It's um, the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. um, so it's applying the hero's journey to you know, how we navigate things like fatherhood or our mental health or at work, et cetera, et cetera. So it's giving um, yeah, those tools and skills to really, um, uh, yeah, navigate stuff. But I think what happens, yeah, when people 
do come into that room for the first time because we do it's it's about sharing our own experience i think you get a lot of value from um story sharing mm. um yeah when guys kind of realize that it's okay to have that conversation in this environment that people aren't going to think any less of them for doing so i think there's a lot of power in that you know and if that you know at times leads to be people seeking professional help then yeah it's beneficial too i think most people when given permission and in, in that environment will kind of go oh this is all right you know mm. it's probably the ones that don't attend that aren't gonna the ones that are gonna bottle it up yeah potentially yeah i suppose it's like <clears throat> those kind of safer spaces where you do feel more okay and, and not judged they are mm. getting less common i suppose so it's good that a lot of things like blokopedia are coming out to create more spaces like that you know what i mean yeah so um I had a question, but it's gone now. <laughs> I had a question to follow that up. But so I know that you just launched your e-learning platform. Yes. So how how does that actually look in terms of like if a consumer, if a, whoever yep. participant comes on board with that, yep. how does that work on the consumer level for them? If someone doesn't want to come to a workshop, you know, they may not be comfortable. Yeah, Is yeah. it all anonymous online? Like, I'm uh, just curious about how that yeah, works. Yeah, so we're, we're partnered with an organization um, uh, called Go One. They're... Um, the world's largest uh, online learning library. Um, so they're a Bris Brisbane-based company, um, and they approached us to um, to work with them in, in developing some men's health um, content. Uh, and yeah, surprisingly, there isn't too much available, um, which is kind of sad. Um, and so yeah, this opportunity was pre presented to us to be able to work with them in, in developing that. So we've got uh, those modules, and they're available on there platform and they'll also be available um, through our website as well so the idea is for us to um, yeah, to get that into to, um, businesses and organizations um, so their staff can engage in it um, you know at work but it's also you know available on your phone and mm. um, you can access it at home as well so uh, it's really important piece for us as well because not everyone can you know attend workshops or they might work remotely as well um, so it, it is an opportunity to kind of engage in in that content and learning without having to be physically present in a in a room yeah so it's um really exciting to to do it and I think we had God, I think last count there was about 30 odd guys that were involved in sharing their stories and doing some of the videos that we did for it. It's very much based on, um, um, on, on guys sharing their stories and experience and us kind of working those into modules that, you know, like fatherhood, um, healthy lifestyle, uh, social connection, mental health and uh, dealing with change as well. So there's five modules that we do um, and all of them have this um, story sharing component to them but also they've all been developed with uh, Clive and other um, health professionals so there's obviously um, evidence-based mm. approach to it rather than what Josh thinks is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> which is still valid yeah well, that's really exciting. I suppose, like, yeah, I'm um, hearing actually the content that's that's in it. It's like, mm. yeah, I'd be inclined to check that out. So, have you, like, in your journey through Blokopedia, have you seen any, um, you know, drastic changes or any stories that have like really touched you that you've seen someone kind of, you know, transition? Yeah, I think um, one of the one of the biggest issues for blokes, as you know, is um, our um, issues around help-seeking behaviour. Um, we're not that inclined to go and kind of seek out professional help as you were talking about before we tend to 
bottle our emotions or suppress them with alcohol or other crap that's bad for well, us. Well, not me. <laughs> and, and and so that's, a, I think, one of the big things that I like to see from our events or, you know, the work that we do is that it might be just that catalyst to for someone to go, you know what, things aren't okay at the moment. I'm going to have that conversation. We call conversations that matter. Mm-hmm. Um have that with a mate or my partner or or even go and seek out a psychologist or a counsellor um, and I think you know it's a real win every time I hear about you know something like that or even you know I've had mates say to me oh we have conversations that matter all the time now we'll actually ask you know how things are going and uh, you know it doesn't need to be all about depression anxiety it could mm. be hey how's your relationship I know you've got a you know a new kid how's that going for you you know and, exactly. and just having a real open honest conversation you go yeah you know I'm finding it tough mm. but um I think that's probably part of the stigma around it if people talk about having mental health conversations it's like oh shit here we go again yeah, yeah. yeah. like it has to be this big heavy thing yeah, yeah. it's really like just actually asking about you know like having a good relationship with a person is like asking about what's going on in their life how mm. they feel about it what you know what they're thinking about doing next and it's like i suppose that comes from a lot of like the social conditioning over however many hundreds of years in society you know that it's like this is kind of how we do things so it's like i suppose this is like a good catalyst for the change that it's like it doesn't have to be the way that we're told that it is it's like no, you no. can have relationships and for example i have that relationship with dan where we do have deeper kind of level conversations yeah, yeah. you know so yeah. it's like and yeah it's like when you do have a, a relationship that's like that, you kind of like it raises your expectations of other relationships because you're mm. like, why can't every relationship be like that? You know. Yeah, and I think sometimes you know it's okay not to. It's definitely important to have a few people in your life that you can actually take the lid off and and be real open and, and honest with. And but sometimes you know you might go to work and go, you know what, I don't need them to know that I'm having a bit of a shit time at home at the moment. But mm. as long as you're you know, sharing with someone and not bottling it up or, um, you know, doing, taking part in activities that are harmful to you, then, yeah, I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah as you said, you don't have to be a blobbering mess all the time, kind yeah. of like, like, rock up to work crying and that kind of thing, <laughs> but it's it. like, yeah. yeah, I suppose that's the main thing is as long as you have one or a couple of fundamental relationships where you can have those conversations, it's mm. like, because when it's inside of you, like, it can manifest into so many different things. And, you know, as we know, like male suicide rate is just mm. through the roof. Like, I don't even know what the stat is. And I think in Australia specifically, it's very, it's really quite mm. high, mm. saddeningly high. And it's like, that could be just from like thoughts that have bottled up and they couldn't take it anymore. But really, if they just had a chat with someone that wasn't judgmental, like could have all been prevented and they could have gone to do amazing things. So it's like, it all starts with just like having a little chat kind of thing. You know, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be to every person, which is good. That's so. it. Yeah. yeah, I think the conversations are certainly um, a part of it, you know, and um, if you're talking about looking after your your emotional health and well-being, that, you know, you've got to make sure that you're looking after not only uh, having those conversations, but also looking after your diet and exercise and, yeah. and your sleep as well, um, which is probably sometimes a part of that mental health discussion that gets overlooked. Mm. So a lot, a lot of the time it's, you need to talk, you need to talk. It's like, well, sometimes you might need to be looking after your actual, your sleep and diet as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I guess as a a culture as well, especially in in westernised cultures, we are overworked as well. Like, Mm. it is very common to kind kind of see people who are also taking their work home with them. And I guess a good conversation that probably isn't had is like, actually putting down your phone and actually resting, like engaging yeah, yeah. in true rest, whether that is taking a hobby, you know, enjoying the gym or friendships or whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess sometimes that can be a hard 
conversation because some men can hold that status of, well, I work my ass off, you know, I work yeah. so hard and that's a status thing almost. It's fun. We were actually talking about that earlier today is um, this kind of value or importance that we took, that we, that we put on work, especially blokes, I think that, yeah, it is, that's that massive part of status and, and identity that, you know, what if you were to remove that, you know, who are you then? Mm. And sometimes we, you know, we often have our work defines us, whereas, you know, sometimes it's just a good way to bring in the money so that you can actually have the, the fun that you have in your life and in those relationships. But mm. yeah, it, it is quite baffling that we do put so much emphasis and, and importance mm. and time into into work. Yeah. Mm, mm. I suppose it comes down to like, you know, like we have fundamental, like it's in our human nature that we need to achieve things because we feel mm. fulfilled when we do that because then we, you know, win the bread or we win the, the hot cave girl, you know, yeah, in our yeah, cave, yeah. you know, um, and then everyone's going to look up to us as a, as a leader in our, in our tribe kind of thing. Mm. And that's all really important. But as you said, like if we put too much pressure on that, then you kind of rely on that as a part of your identity. Yeah. So when it is taken away and you do just get to like chill out and play some pool with friends or something, you're like, oh, but I, I'm not who I am anymore because I'm not identified with the thing that defines me, which is overworking myself. Kind of thing. Mm, so it's like, mm. it comes from a good place, I suppose is what I'm saying. But it's like... Yeah, it can be quite harmful at the time as well. I know, um, you know, in some of the friendships that I've had and a lot of guys who this might resonate with you guys as well you know when someone's going through some a tough time and you, how are things going oh, I was fine I'm just working through it or you know mm. just, they get themselves so busy with work that they're kind of rather than doing alcohol or suppressing their emotions they're actually hiding behind the work that they do you know and getting busy um, but all the while just yeah getting more and more unhealthy and yeah. Yeah. not actually addressing the problem no that's exactly. right and that's yeah. such a common response when you ask oh how have you been yeah, yeah. busy yeah, and it's yeah. just the just the general response. Yeah, busy. Your but badge. if you really take that take that back and go, but you know, what are you actually doing outside of the work or outside of what you're doing? Like, are you happy in your in your routine? I guess, mm. and really learning about like like you said, asking how is your relationship going? Because I know that is also quite an uncommon conversation sometimes with I've had with friends where mm. you know we don't talk about that and I'll be the one that will want to kind of bring up well how, how's you know how's your holiday with your partner or mm. you know how, how's your your work-life balance going like you mentioned before like that is a very important thing to recognize that our life isn't defined by our work mm. and it's actually a culmination of so many different aspects and we aren't just you know yeah exactly that we're not defined by our work that is not who we are mm. and I guess a lot of men probably don't have that conversation with themselves like but who actually am I? Like, besides the work and besides my, you know, my beers and going to the gym or whatever it is, mm. like, who, who are you? Like, what, what do you enjoy? Yeah. What kind of things do you enjoy doing? Like, there's so much in there that I guess is not spoken about. And, and it's unusual for me because sometimes, like, Eamon and I will have such, you know, deep conversations. And, and being in the counseling field, like, I, I'm open to these conversations, mm. but I'm still constantly presented with, it, with guys in my life, whether that's, you know, friends or people I meet. Who aren't open to this and it takes me a little off guard because i guess i'm i've put blinkers on now about like i'm so open to talk like if mm. you guys need to talk like we need to talk this is important yeah um but again that's a foreign concept to a lot of people so i guess what i'm trying to get to is like for this to be more normal it has to be more of a societal change which is obviously what conversations that matter blogopedia is is trying to make it normalized i guess yeah, like uh, with the events, um, we started as a blog site and really you know, go onto the website. I don't think you'll find a single blog at the moment, you know, right. um, just, but really trying to, yeah, bring it to an environment. So like a pub type setting where you can actually have a discussion, listen to 
um, a, a professional or an ex-football player or an entertainer or whatever get up and share their story, but then have someone like a psychologist or, um, you know, a, um, someone who's a um, counsellor or whatever it might be to get up and share some tools and that. So um, a kind of joke with, with Clive, um, who I work with, I see it's kind of like a, a, a one-two punch in, in getting people to an event. It's like, you know, I've got a sports person or someone of interest and then sitting alongside a psychologist. That, um, but it's actually a good way to, you know, have a have a, have one of those discussions without it being that you have to go into a, um, you know, a, a doctor's office or something. Or, yeah, 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 some yeah, kind exactly. of clinical environment, yeah. you know, you can actually sit and have a beer and a bit of pizza and, exactly. and, and listen to some good, good discussion. You know, the one that we had that we had in Sydney a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had um, Alan Sparks, who's a former New South Wales um, assistant mental health commissioner. Um, a fantastic, really amazing man and just a, a lovely bloke to boot. He was talking about the importance of breath when mm. it comes to regulating our, um, you know, you know, our emotions and our health and well-being and diaphragmatic breathing. So all of a sudden we had, you know, 50, 60 people in a room um, breathing with him. Yes. And that's what, and, and then people contact me afterwards and say, oh, can you tell me a bit more about that? Can you get some, you know, research to so share that with people um, afterwards as well? So it's bits of information that are, yeah, shared in just a, a really casual kind of environment. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because I know that from the research I've done and from working with male clients as well, um, I've seen time and time again with the male clients I work with in particular that we get a lot more, and I guess this is where men's sheds come from, when we're working side by side. Yeah. Because a lot of men actually do feel uncomfortable with eye contact. Mm. And that is like shown time and time again that a man, and that's why the pub environment probably works so well because you're mm. sitting next to each other having a drink and you're consuming, you know, some information, but you're not like forced to be like, holding hands or like you're not forced to be a blabbering mess like you said which yeah, is the yeah. stereotype yeah but the reality is you can be in a comfortable environment you could be at a racetrack yep. watching a really cool race while you're talking about mm. real things that are going on in your life yeah yeah and i think you know there's a lot of resources that are available to, to men um like uh, blokepedia whether it's blokepedia or a men's shed or you know i think there's mr perfect who's mm. it does kind of barbecue meetup style things and I think one of the biggest challenges for blokes, we did some work in the Northern Territory and what they were saying is we, we don't know where to start for resources. So if you rock up in a new town or you need to seek out, um, you know, social connections or something to actually have those conversations, a lot of guys don't know where to start. So I mm. think that's probably something in that as well that we need to address as, um, as to how do people actually access this information because there's an absolute gold mine, you know, minefield of information on um, on social media, but it's like, how do I know what's good for me and, and mm. what's right as well? Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of misinformation. Out yes. There as well. <laughs> Whether it's in sports and fitness or, or health as well, like there's just constantly different industries battle, battling at each mm. other. So it's like finding the right information or like, you know, just real life anecdotes. Like if you're sitting in a room with a few other people that have like experienced particular diet or whatever it may be, it's like you're more likely to try it because you can see and hear that person rather than mm. just someone on YouTube or whatever. So it's like, yeah, like researching yourself, it can be a very scary task because it's mm. like, where do you, yeah, where do you start? As you said, and it's like, then am I, is this the right information? And it's like, you don't want to go through actual studies and that kind of mm. thing. No, yeah. My um, Facebook feed's clogged 
know, there's a lot of life coaches out there mm-hmm. and there's you know, people that master your life and all this kind of stuff. And why, bloody hell, how do you know that this person's, you know, the real deal or even air qualified? So it is, you know, I can imagine if you're going through a, a bit of a shitty time that you're like, okay, how do I actually access good information yeah. or a group that's going to work well for me and for my sure. personality? Yeah. Very overwhelming. Mm. Just very overwhelming out there. Yeah. So for the people who, or for the, for the men, I guess, in particular out there who maybe do feel disconnected, they do feel like there's maybe more out there that they would like to put their emotions out. Like, do you have any advice for how you can get into a safe environment to do that alongside, obviously, Blokopedia? Like, what kind of starting points do you think men can, can kind of engage with? I think with your within your own social networks is probably the best starting point, really. Um, and like you, you know, you, you might not know that you know your your mate from school or whatever. Or it's just about reaching out, I think, and starting that conversation. And I know it's can be really bloody tough at times. But if you're if you're feeling isolated or disconnected and, and feeling like you need to um, to get in touch with people and start having those conversations, and I think the best place to start is probably within your own network and, and go from there because I think what happens particularly as guys get older um, our social circles tend to get smaller um, and we kind of isolate ourselves like like you're talking about with work and and other stuff and we get busy mm. with life and I think you know if, if I even think about my own friendship group there's probably half a dozen guys that I probably need to connect with you know mm. for yeah never make the effort so I think that's a a good starting point is there and then if you're needing professional help then you know there's a bunch of really good free resources available like men's line um, that probably can point you in the right direction as well yeah mm. yeah it's like kind of pretty much fresh out of school like if you don't go to university or whatever it's just kind of like this social like it's never really told you that you need to actively kind of make friends because you mm. just put into a you know a grade full of 100 people or whatever and you naturally socialize with them and then all of a sudden one day that's taken away from you yeah yeah and you don't really know what to do because you don't really know how to socialize with that kind of thing mm. so until you put into another environment that kind of you know allows you to connect with people that are like like-minded it's like very hard to actually make friends in the in this modern day especially with phones and all mm. that kind of thing so it's like that's an interesting point i reckon yeah, I think um, I even think about my own life, you know, you kind of go through school, school you're really well connected, you probably think you've got all the mates in the world and you're going to be mates forever. Um, and then as you get older, you know, one goes off with a girl or one goes travelling. I remember at one point just sitting there and feeling really lonely going, mm. God, where are all my mates have kind of left me? You know, How did it happen? Like, yeah, not, I had yeah, a similar thought, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was probably my mid 20s that I just remember feeling really bloody lonely you mm. know I didn't have a, I don't think I had a girlfriend at the time um, but yeah it was, it was really and it's funny now um, 37 and in the last few years these mates of mine um, from school I'm starting to reconnect with you know and guys that have always been kind of in and out you know but now we're having you know we're getting married and kids and stuff that all of a sudden we've kind of realized the importance of those relationships so hopefully a lot of guys are like that but i know some aren't you know yeah. that they'll go home and to their partner at the end of the day and just live a bit of a lonely existence which is quite sad yeah it, it is. Well, i suppose that's that's good that that you're doing things to kind of help recreate that and bring that back together yeah thank you so um yeah i suppose in, in wrapping it up um where can people find you yeah um so they can uh find 
all the information about our events and workshops on www.blokepedia.com uh, and we're on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, whatever, other socials. <laughs> yeah, all the socials. All there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Good thank stuff. You. So there's obviously a solid like online community that people can get like, connected with if you're, if you're not in the local city. Um, no, for us, as I might have said before, we're not really a um, men's group as such, but we do host regular events, um, mainly uh, Brisbane, um, Gold Coast as well, Sydney and Canberra as well. Um, so have events probably quarterly in those locations. Um, but look, if, if people are, are wanting to find out information about where to connect, if they're feeling, feeling isolated, then I'm happy to obviously through our website to, to point them in the right direction to some to some really good support groups, yeah. Awesome, yeah, thanks thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.